Welcome to the Comedy Reset Spotlight. This is the place to be if you want to hear from some of the most innovative and exciting comedy creators from around the globe. On this podcast, you'll hear from a variety of guests who are pushing the boundaries of what comedy can be. If you're looking for fresh perspectives and new ideas, this is the podcast for you. Episode 20, New York City comedian, Tom Podovano. When did you first start doing stand-up comedy? I first started performing stand-up comedy in 1984, but I first started writing comedy for others in 1979. What made you want to become a stand-up comedian? I had a friend, and me and him would joke around a lot. Then I discovered there was a class on comedy writing offered at the New School for Social Research in Manhattan. And me and my friend took that class. That got me into writing stand-up comedy and eventually led to me performing stand-up comedy. Who were some of your influences? I would say my major influence was Rodney Dangerfield. I like one-liners and his are quick and funny. So that's the style I like, and that's the style that I feel most comfortable in. So that's, I would think, is the person that influenced me the most. What was your first time on stage like? It was nerve-wracking but fun. I even remember I wore a purple button-down shirt with Jordache uh, jeans. This was back in the 80s, so it made sense then. And I remember talking to the other first-time comics after the show and the excitement we felt on actually being on stage. What's your favorite joke? If I had to pick a favorite joke that I wrote... It's a joke I wrote for Rodney Dangefield said, my father got me a job in a bowling alley as a pin. But I try not to have favorite jokes insofar as writing is concerned because you just got to keep producing, not worry about what you did in the past because you just have to keep producing new material. What's the worst heckler experience you've ever had? The worst heckler experience I ever had was actually when I was in the audience and a comedian was heckling me. I had just got my hair permed and it looked kind of weird. And he made fun of me. He kept calling me Sahib and all that. And at first I took it, figured, hey, look, he's a comedian. He's doing this. But he kept going back to it. And finally, he said to me, so, Sahib, what do you do? I said, I write comedy. You want some? The whole audience went, whoa. And for the rest of the show, that comedian wouldn't even look my way. What's the best gig you've ever had? To me, the best gig I ever had was the first time I got paid. A woman I was dating at the time somehow got me this gig in the meatpacking district. I got a big $10. I remember my first joke didn't go over well, but everything else did. And it was just so exciting to just receive pay for what I did and for it to go over well. So that I remember very clearly. What's the worst gig you've ever had? 
The worst gig I ever had was at a club called Who's On First, which is at 66th Street and First Avenue, or at least was. And it was one of those nights where everybody did well except me. I was just hated, and I could not get anything going. And let's say everybody else bombed, or most people bombed, or even some people bombed. I said, okay, but not anybody else bombed. I mean, I was Hiroshima and Nagasaki in one. Oh, I think I got to lay down now. How do you deal with stage fright? To deal with stage fright, sometimes I'll pace before the show. Sometimes I kind of shake my hands and just kind of get loose. Uh, what I try to do is not look in anybody's faces. I try to look above them and past them. That'll relax me. And I just try to sum myself, let, hey, this is not the end of the world. If it doesn't go well, you could do another gig at another time and it'll be fine. So I don't feel the stage fright I used to feel in the beginning. What was the most unexpected response you've ever gotten to one of your jokes? I would say the most unexpected response I've ever gotten from one of my jokes was the first time I had a joke that got an applause break. I mean, I have no idea when it first happened. It surely wasn't in the beginning of my performing career. But the first time it did happen, it was quite shocking and quite enjoyable. I wish I had a recording of it. I think what I will do is record myself applauding and somehow play that over and over after one of my jokes. How do you prepare for a show? The way I prepare for a show is rehearse it out loud. So first I'll read it over and over again. And then I will stand up, look in a mirror usually, and just say it and say it a few times until I feel quite comfortable. Though what will happen sometimes is when I'm going to do new material and rehearse it, when I get on stage, all of a sudden it's not in my head, and then I do my old jokes. But I guess what I need to do is rehearse it even more. So I need more preparation, I think. But my preparing is reading through it and verbally rehearsing it. What's the best advice you've ever been given about stand-up comedy? The best advice I was given about stand-up comedy is basically getting up there and doing it. You just have to keep doing it because you start to find your rhythm. You start to feel more comfortable. It's easier to remember what you want to say and to try new stuff too. Um, if you can on any show you're doing, unless you feel it's like a uh, some kind of big uh, audition show, try one new joke. Try one new joke every time because most times new jokes fail. But then, of course, sometimes they work. And now you add it to your routine. And that's how you build up time. Now, all of a sudden, instead of being able to do five minutes, you could do 10 minutes. Now you could do 15 and so on. So you just got to keep pushing it. You also got to listen to your uh, your act, listen to uh, your performance, and edit it. Uh, I think Jerry Seinfeld said, be very nice to yourself when you're writing the jokes, you know, be nice, but be ruthless when you edit, when you listen back and say, no, that wasn't good. I have to change it. Um, that joke just needs to be out. 
it hasn't been working and maybe I just need to put it aside at least for a while. But be good to yourself when you write in so far as, all right, I'm writing now and don't be too critical there. But then once you perform it, be very critical. What's the worst advice you've ever been given about stand-up comedy? I think the worst advice I've received about stand-up comedy is when I was told, work dirty, throw in the four-letter words and all. Uh, you got to be yourself up there. If you're not comfortable in what you're doing, don't do it. I mean, and try not to be someone you're not. I think it's better to at least be able to work clean. It opens up more opportunities for you. But for somebody to say, which I've been told, oh, throw some four-letter words in there, you'll get bigger laughs. It's just not me. So maybe that's good advice for other people. I do not really think so. But for me, it's to be able to work the way I feel comfortable and be clean and not throw in the four-letter words just because somebody says I should and it'll get a bigger laugh. What would you say is the biggest misconception about stand-up comedy? I think one of the biggest misconceptions about stand-up comedy is some people think, oh, this is easy to do and it's easy to find success. Uh, they think there's some kind of shortcut to uh, getting success in stand-up comedy and it's very rarely that way. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. You just don't go on stage and you're brilliant right away and you just can't just go up there and think, well, I'll just riff and I'll do great. There's very few people that could do that. Some people think that if you uh, if you don't prepare, you could still get away with being funny. Again, that's very tough, especially in the beginning. So people thinking it's easy, people thinking that, well, you know, within six months, I'm going to be a big name because I'm so good. It ain't necessarily so. And it's probably not so. What do you believe is the key to success in stand-up comedy? There's probably more than one key to success in stand-up comedy. I guess number one is perseverance. You got to keep at it and you got to keep coming up with more material. You got to keep getting on stage. Uh, find your audience. See what kind of humor you do. If you're doing a certain type of humor, maybe you could appeal to a certain type of audience. Uh, not everybody is good for every audience. Uh, and try to be a decent person to work with. I've known people that were quite funny, but they were so tough to deal with that they weren't booked. They weren't booked, even though there were comedians, maybe not quite as good as them, but those other comedians were easy to work with. So don't try to be somebody that's very tough to deal with because there's so many stand-up comedians out there that one can easily go, ha, ah, let's skip this person. They're just such a pain. We'll go with this other person who's going to be pretty much as funny as this one and easy to deal with. And networking, talking to other comedians. Most times, especially in the beginning, you find out about gigs, comedy gigs, from other comedians. Somebody go, oh, I went to this open mic. Oh, you know, I think you'd be good for this show. I just did it. I'll mention you to the person that books it. So you want to be friendly with the other comedians. Again, somebody... That's easy to deal with. You don't want to be, especially in the beginning, somebody that's going to be very tough 
to be around. What do you think is the biggest obstacle that stand-up comedians face? One of the biggest obstacles stand-up comedians face is the effort you have to put in to get successful. And sometimes you'll be there and you'll be at an open mic and especially if you're not known and they just pick who wants who they want to perform, you might go like last. Nobody else is there. The comedians that performed before you have all left. So it could be very discouraging. It really can be. It can wear on you because it gets tiring sometimes to do all these gigs and to be able to uh, persevere, which is what you really need to do, persevere. Uh, there's money. Uh, you're probably not going to make money in the beginning, let's face it. You're probably going to have to work a nine-to-five type of job and all. So now you got a nine-to-five job, plus at night you're going out to these gigs. So an obstacle is your energy level. How much can you handle? You know, we all need to have a life. We all need sleep. So you have to take that into consideration. So, uh, and it's the rejection too. Rejection of your jokes, uh, you know, maybe criticism even from family members saying, what are you wasting your time with this stuff for? It's ridiculous. You're not even getting paid. As a matter of fact, you're paying to get on. What kind of nonsense is this? So you got to get to be over and above all of that. What do you think sets stand-up comedy apart from other forms of comedy? What sets stand-up comedy apart from other forms of comedy is usually you're on your own. In other words, it's just you on stage. Improv comedy, unless you're alone, you're in a group. Uh, Comedy acting, of course, you're with a group of people. With stand-up comedy, it's just you. You against the audience. You are on stage, you have no music unless you're doing a music act, uh, there's no conductor there and all that. It's just you, which is great in a way because it's all on you. If you're successful, it's your success. Then if you don't do well, it's your reject, being rejected. But that's what I think, uh, sets, uh, people apart to do standard comedy apart from doing other forms of comedy. What are the benefits of stand-up comedy? Some of the benefits of stand-up comedy, I would think, is is acceptance. Uh, When you're funny, you get to be more popular. And I think it builds uh, one's self-confidence when you do stand-up comedy and you're successful at it. Uh, Making people laugh should make a person happy. That's a benefit of stand-up comedy. And it's being able to perform a skill that not that many people really in this earth have the ability to do. So that's a benefit of stand-up comedy. Uh, it could be very rewarding. It could be very rewarding for the ones who really make it financially and psychologically. Laughter is such a wonderful thing. And if you have the gift of laughter, being able to impart that to an audience, That's a wonderful benefit. What's your process for writing jokes? I use various methods for writing jokes. I'll go online and look at newspapers. I'll look at what's going on in my life. 
I'll think of current events. Uh, I might just sit down and write jokes. I might actually pace and record jokes into some kind of machine. Uh, I might put the jokes I come up with into a app that I use. Um, then I think about things about myself. Like, uh, I have written down about 50 things about myself. I can be shy. I'm not muscular, etc. and so on. So sometimes I'll look at that list of things about me and that could trigger comedy because it makes it more personal too. Um, sometimes just reading a book will inspire something. I try to also at least listen closely to anything that's said. Sometimes, you know, somebody will say a, a saying or something on TV and I'll, all of a sudden I'll go, mm, I could maybe twist that around and try to make it funny. So there's various ways to come up with jokes. What's the most important thing for a stand-up comedian to remember? Some of the important things a stand-up comedian uh, needs to remember is, well, remember your act. Uh, for also, get to the gig on time. Don't run the light. You really make enemies if you get the light and you purposely just go way past it. Uh, try to be a person that finds out information and imparts information to other comedians. Um, try not to make enemies, like I, like I said. And so there's many important things for a stand-up comedian, uh, to remember. And remember also that, hey, if a gig doesn't go well, you listen to it, you edit it, and there'll be another time that you could perform and try not to get too down because better days are probably ahead. What do you think are the best techniques for dealing with hecklers? To deal with hecklers, I would say at least at first, it's not antagonizing more. Sometimes they just feel like talking, so you talk to them a little. If it gets too ridiculous, then you might have to do stronger put-downs. Um, the thing is not to aggravate them because that's not going to help. What do you think are the biggest mistakes that stand-up comedians make? Some mistakes that stand-up comedians make is staying with a joke that never works. Try to change it at least. No use keeping a joke in your act that doesn't work. Also doing jokes just for yourself. If you think it's funny, but the audience is always not laughing at it, don't keep it in there just to amuse yourself. You're there to amuse the audience. Uh, uh, mistake a lot of comedians make, like I said in a previous question, is running the light. Uh, another one is um, heckling the audience. You could talk to the audience, but you want the audience on your side. You don't want to say something to people in the audience to antagonize them. You want them on your side. So that could, that could be a big mistake that stand-up comedians make. Um, and another one is not thanking the booker, thanking whoever was part of getting you on the show. Uh, show appreciation. 
there's so many comedians out there. You want to thank the person that got you to perform. What is the best way to learn stand-up comedy? Some of the ways to learn stand-up comedy is watching other stand-up comedians, uh, taking various classes. A class could definitely help. Uh, I would say it would also be talking to other comedians. Uh, there are books out there to um, guide you in stand-up comedy. And probably the best way to learn stand-up comedy is, is also by doing. It's uh, just trial and error. You try different things, see what works, see what doesn't. Because there's so many different types of comedians. You know, you have the one-liner comedians. You have the storytellers. You have ventriloquists. You have all types. So you see what's good for you. And you go along with that and see if it works out. What do you think is the best way to improve as a stand-up comedian? The best way to improve as a stand-up comedian is by editing your jokes. Maybe there's too many words in there. Uh, could be there's not enough. Could be the setup is not clear enough. Uh, and you can improve also by taking classes, getting feedback from professionals and from other comedians, uh, and trying out new stuff and seeing what works because most new stuff doesn't work. And try to keep that in mind because, hey, if you know that's the case, you won't get so upset if a routine does not do well. What has stand-up comedy taught you about yourself? I would say what stand-up comedy taught me about myself is that even though I'm usually shy in person, that I can get up there and can get laughs and that, you know, I could be more accepted that way and that it, it could be a fun thing. And it's wonderful when somebody you don't know comes up to you after the show and compliments you on your act. So that's that's a wonderful thing. And it's taught me that I need to be more humorous in life, even off the stage. I think if I can make people laugh, even in conversation, that that could be just as good as getting laughs on stage. So it taught me that humor is very important. What motivates you to keep performing stand-up comedy? What motivates me to keep performing stand-up comedy is the enjoyment I get from doing it. Now, not every show turns out to be enjoyable. But you get a chance sometimes to mingle with the other comedians, which is fun. Sometimes even talk to an audience afterwards. So if it's the type of gig that I think can be fun, and there's certain ones that work for me better than others, yeah. I would like to keep performing stand-up comedy, and that motivates me to keep doing so. What advice would you give to someone who's thinking about doing stand-up comedy? If you're thinking of doing stand-up comedy, my advice would be do it. Because if you have a curiosity for it, you want to go for it. You don't want to years later and saying, oh, I should have tried that. I didn't. You should go for it. Because if you have that desire to try it, try it. You could always quit and donate the jokes that you did like to me. Is there anything you'd like to add that we did not cover? Comedy 
can be fun. It could be very, very hectic. And it has its positives and negatives. You got to get to know yourself. And if you feel like trying it, try it. If it's not for you, that's okay. Everybody has been gifted with different talents and different abilities. So you check out what works for you, what makes you happy, and you go for it. I've been your host, Rob Chaffee. Don't forget to laugh today. It's good for you. Comedy Reset Spotlight is a podcast that brings you today's freshest and funniest comedy creators. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to hear more.